there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, I'm Rose Rimler, stepping in for Wendy Zuckerman. And this is Science Versus from Gimlet. This is the show that pits facts against feeling pain for years. Today, we're talking about chronic pain. And this is something that a lot of people deal with, including someone on our team. My name's Nick Delrose. I work at Science Versus. I'm a associate producer. How long have you been here now? Almost a year. It just occurred to me recently that, like, we have never met. Right. I mean, the height mystery is just, um, you are all the same height (laughs) in my mind. And maybe because I had never met Nick, I hadn't realized that he'd been grappling with pain this whole time. He told me it's actually been going on for years, starting when he was in his PhD program. He was in New York studying plants, specifically studying how plants grow their roots back after they've been injured. I mean, I love plants, so it was just so exciting to plant seeds and watch them grow. And he says at first, he really loved his research. But over time, things started to get really hard. Three years in, I was really feeling the stress and, and, and just like hunched over my lab bench all the time. And I started noticing that my neck and my shoulders were in just an unusual amount of pain. Just throbbing and tensing up. He figured that maybe he was sitting wrong. So he rearranged stuff to try to make it more comfortable. But that didn't really help. And actually, things got worse. And the pain started to affect other parts of his life. Like he couldn't even read anymore without feeling pain. It hurt too much. Like holding a book in front of me and looking down at a book while sitting, like I, it was so painful. I'd see people on the subway and it'd be like, You are in the worst possible position, like craning over your little phone screen. How are you not in pain? Because Nick was in pain from everything, and he was trying to be so careful with his posture so that he wouldn't bring it on. By six months on, even sitting in a chair was excruciating. He said it felt like needles poking into his spine. He tried going to a bunch of different doctors, and they gave him some tests, like an MRI, but there was no obvious physical cause for the pain. No smoking gun. At one point, he was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. His doctor told him it basically meant he had unexplained pain. Doctors had him trying all kinds of stuff, like physical therapy, acupuncture, and even cortisone injections. Everything seemed to help a bit, but nothing seemed to change the situation. Nothing long-term changed the situation. It didn't help. And it's not just Nick. It's estimated that one in five adults has chronic pain in the U.S. That's more than 50 million people. Sometimes the pain is triggered by an injury, but it sticks around long after you've healed. And very often, the cause of the pain is a total mystery. So it's super hard to treat. According to the Cleveland Clinic, quote, currently, there is no cure for chronic pain. So all you can do is try to tamp the pain down and learn to live with it. 
And so today, the options for the millions and millions of people living with pain around the world are pretty bleak. And so when Nick realized he was part of this club, he was feeling pretty helpless. If this is the pain I'm in now, what about 10 years from now? What about, you know, when I'm 50 or when I'm 60? I had forgotten what it was like not to have pain. <laughs> like, you know, and I couldn't imagine a future without it. It's just like, But that might all be changing right now. Today on the show, we're going to look at some cutting-edge research that may be pointing to a way out for people like Nick. And it will help us understand how Nick got here in the first place. We used to think pain was generated by the body. Like if you break your leg, it hurts because your leg is screaming, Hey, I'm in pain down here. But that's actually been debunked. Instead, scientists now believe that pain, no matter where you feel it, is coming from your brain. Here's what that means. We do have nerves running through our bodies that pick up on all kinds of sensations, but they're just sending that information up to the big boss, the brain. That's actually what decides whether or not you're in pain. The brain makes the final call. For more on this, we called up Lorimer Mosley. He's a professor at the University of South Australia. Lorimer is very familiar with pain and not just as an academic. What was the worst pain that you ever felt? <laughs> oh, wow. Look, the, the worst pain is probably a bit of a gory and, you know, it's a poo-related story. Can't wait. I got to hear this. I used to play football for a living, soccer, and, and I got injured and I, uh, I, I blew up my coccyx. Is that your tailbone? That's my tailbone, yeah. I was incapacitated for some time, but I, but I didn't poo for a month. And the very first poo I did was was excruciating. It truly was, you know, and I burst all the stitches. And, <gasps> and Lorimer knows that even though it was a pain in the butt, the pain was coming from his brain. And one of the reasons we know this is because there are times when the brain gets duped. For example, sometimes after people lose an arm or a leg and it's long gone, they will still report feeling pain in that missing body part. And there are other weird things like this. Take this famous case report about a construction worker who accidentally jumped onto a six-inch nail. The nail went right through his boot. Like in one side and out the other. Obviously, the guy was in agony. Even the slightest movement of the nail hurt so much that the doctors at the hospital gave him fentanyl. They took off his boot. And then they discovered that the nail had gone between two toes and caused absolutely no tissue damage. So wait, the, the, the nail hadn't... Through his boot, but had gone between two toes. Yeah, there should have been no pain signals, no distress call coming from the foot, because it hadn't even been touched. And yet the man's brain was ringing the alarm. This is painful. There was very compelling information for his brain to say, your foot is in a world of trouble here, buddy. There's a nail that's gone in the bottom and out the top. This is a highly dangerous situation. The reason this happened is that the brain is basically playing detective, stringing together clues, and evidence is streaming in from all over the body about what we're sensing. So in the case of the worker with the nail, maybe his brain is sifting through reports from the eyes, oh no, there's a nail going through my boot, and everyone around me is freaking out. Plus, I know nails are sharp and dangerous. 
And so his brain concluded, ouch, this hurts. And we've all got this organ inside our skull capable of doing this sort of stuff. Like, that's so cool, right, Rose? Well, yeah, it's cool in one way. In another way, it's kind of a problem. We basically have this detective upstairs who can get tripped up by red herrings, making pain when there isn't any injury. And it looks like this is sometimes what's happening with chronic pain, too. In fact, in 85% of people with chronic back pain, which is one of the most common types of chronic pain, there's nothing really wrong with their backs. When Nick first heard that there might not be anything physically wrong with him, he found it pretty hard to believe. Everything he'd been taught about pain was that it had to be caused by something in his body, like a broken bone or a torn muscle or something like that. I'm feeling pain in my body. It's like the pain is in my back. The pain is in my shoulders and my neck. So I must have done something wrong. I wanted to know, you know, what did I do to my body to be in this pain? Dr. Javeria Hashmi, a neuroscientist at Dalhousie University in Nova Scotia, gets it. She understands that for people with chronic back pain like Nick, it's incredibly frustrating. Because the doctors are not being able to find anything wrong with their backs, right? They're looking for something like some kind of validation for their experience, which is very severe and debilitating. As a scientist, Javeria wanted to try to see why the brain might be making this mistake over and over. She decided to compare people who develop chronic pain with people who recover from pain. Okay, so we know from many, many experiments that physical pain shows up in the brain in a signature pattern. If you were to go in an MRI scanner and someone dropped a porcupine on your crotch, your brain would probably light up in a particular way, going, ouch, 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 ouch. Brain regions that would activate, for example, if someone knocks you on, on your knee or, or uh, like, puts something hot on your toe. Javeria wanted to know if something different was going on for people with chronic pain. So she and her team followed about 40 people with back pain. These were people whose pain had just started. And every few months, Javeria would haul them into an MRI scanner and peek at their brains. We were like scanning like crazy repeatedly for one year. Yeah, they watched them for a whole year. And at first, everybody had that pain pattern. Ouch, 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 ouch. Eventually, some people felt better. Their pain went away and their brains calmed down. But then Javeria started to see something strange. When people's pain stuck around, their brains started showing a different pattern, lighting up in regions linked to negative emotions like fear and sadness, alongside memory. So you mean like this was not where physical pain usually shows up? Yes, that's true. That is very true. It shifted from brain regions that are involved in physical pain to brain regions that are involved in processing emotions. That's pretty wild. It was a bit of disbelief. I couldn't believe that what we had found was like there. And and then, you know, like our typical scientist, we just go and like question ourselves. No, this must be an artifact. I need to check it. I need to do this and that. But it wasn't a mistake. For these people, it was like the chronic pain occupied this completely different space in the brain compared to regular pain. And other studies of people with chronic pain also find that their brains are lighting up in this surprising way, which is huge because it suggests that chronic pain is a different beast from other kinds of pain. It's almost like it doesn't matter what's happening in your body. 
the chronic pain is being fueled by emotions and memory, which is something that was starting to crystallize for Nick. Maybe that's why I can't find anything. Maybe that's why I'm, I'm stuck. I've been looking in the wrong place. He was starting to accept that the answer to his pain wasn't going to come from treating his body. About a year ago, he had a sort of come-to-Jesus moment with a physical therapist. They'd been working together for six months. And one day, when Nick came in... He asked me how I was doing, and I said, terrible. <laughs> it's just not good. And for the first time, he was visibly frustrated. And he just said, like, you know, structurally, you're strong. Like, we've worked with you. We've trained your body. We've strengthened your body. But the pain is not responding. Which meant he was at a crossroads. He had to completely rethink his approach to solving his pain problem. Like this whole time, my body is healthy. You know, usually that's good news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, it, it's, it's scary because then it's like, okay, my body is healthy. So where am I supposed to, like, what's next? Nick had spent so much time trying to fix his body, and suddenly he realized that he really needed to fix his brain, which actually sounds a lot more daunting. But it's actually a great thing, because just as your brain could learn this pain, it could unlearn it. Unlearn pain? As in, think your pain away? Yeah, we talked to a scientist who's figured out how to help people do just that. To find out how it works, and if it worked for Nick, Listen to the second half of this episode over on our main feed. You can find it by searching for Science Versus in Spotify. That's Science VS. And click on Chronic Pain, Can Our Brains Fix It? And jump about 14 minutes in. See you over there. I'm Rose Rimler. Thanks for listening. <laughs>